Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler, the big Herbie Herbot. What's up? And Trey Stinky Fingers Jose. Hello. Como estas? Um, Adios mios or whatever. <laughs> Adios <Just>, mios. <laughs> muy bien, muy bien. Welcome Gracias. into the show, uh, Fantasy Football Fathers. You can catch us on Twitter at the FF Fathers. Today is the Week 16 Second Round Playoffs Waiver Wire Show, where we're going to cover some of the big injuries over the weekend and today, <clears throat> and um, go into all of those waiver wire ads that you should be keeping an eye out on. So if you're a Jalen Hurts owner, probably a good episode to stay stay tuned in. So because uh, that that one hurts big time. Oh, I see what you did there. That one hurts. That <laughs> one hurts. <laughs> if it wasn't for the Packers winning this evening, it would be a pretty miserable Monday. But here we are. We're in the second round. That's you know all we can be thankful for. And you know Christmas is right around the corner. We'll just have to celebrate it without without Jalen Hurts. Why'd you have to go there? And that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> That's all I can think of. Any um, initial thoughts after the Monday night game? Pretty um, irrelevant fantasy-wise. Christian Watson didn't have a big game. Um, he finally didn't score a touchdown. Didn't score a touchdown. Attempt. Did not run the right route. Could have probably scored a touchdown on that uh, last drive there under two minutes, but uh, uh, decided I'm, to. <laughs> I'm very happy he did not. That's why I won it, this week in our league. That clinched. He wasn't the, going to. Yeah, that clinched the victory for you, right? To move on to the semis versus uh, the number one seed, which is um, your boy. <laughs> who is now without Jalen Hurts who is now without Jalen Hurts so congratulations you just won a fantasy championship <laughs> in week 15 uh, but in all seriousness I guess uh, let's get into some of these injuries and then cover uh, cover waivers yes sir alright um, let's start with I guess Injuries other than Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Taylor will likely miss the rest of the season with a high ankle sprain. Um, if you've made it into the playoffs with him on your roster, congratulations! But uh, this is probably probably the end of it. If uh, you know, I mean, I guess not. Maybe if you you didn't really have to rely on him all year, because you had a good enough roster. But he will not be available for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Um, so big bummer. I know a lot of people probably got bounced out starting him this week, week 15, where he only finished with like 1.2 fantasy points. Um, Caleb Huntley will miss the rest of the season with an Achilles injury, making Algier, Tyler's Algier, an interesting RB2 flex play moving forward. Thoughts on uh, your replacement? I mean, we mentioned it a couple weeks back where it really became a very much down the middle 50-50 split between him and Cordell Patterson. 
Um, and Caleb Huntley was there, there, you know, here and there. Nothing, nothing major. Last week was the first time we saw Algier really break out. And even though he still wasn't mostly a 50-50 split, he only had three more carries than Cordell did. He was clearly the much better running back on the day. Um, but I don't necessarily believe that's going to make Algier automatically um, the RB1 in this offense. I think you're still going to see mostly a 50-50 split, even though he did have a great game. Yeah, I agree with like pretty much everything you were saying. He's not going to be automatic RB1, but fantasy-wise, like, RB2 probably. This is one of the best rushing attacks in the league. And we saw last week with between him and Cordell Patterson, they both finished in the top 24. So I, I think he's very interesting going forward. We can finally... You're not completely confident in him, but I, I would not feel bad putting him like in my flex or RB2 if you're struggling at running back. Yeah, the the one you know counter to that really is that they are playing Baltimore. And since they've made the trade for uh, Ro, uh, Roquan Smith from Chicago, they've had the number one rushing defense in the NFL. Like, by a lot. I mean, they're limiting guys to, like, 3.6 yards a carry. It's, like, 60 yards a game or some crap like that. It's insane. So it's a really tough matchup next week for them. That's that's certainly worrisome. Yeah. Well, they. it's the only way they move the ball. It is. So maybe the Ravens just don't do anything. Or not the Ravens. The, the Falcons don't do anything against the Ravens next week. It <laughs> could be. They can't pass the ball. For sure. And then uh, the final kind of dagger here, Jalen Hurts status for week 16 is uncertain after spraining his shoulder against the Bears. The team saying that it is possible that he misses the next two games. So the rest of the fantasy playoffs. And um, I guess that leaves us. Should we just dive right into the Jalen Hurts and replacements for Jalen for week 16? Yeah, I think we probably should. I Which mean, is that's who? definitely gonna be definitely gonna be a, <laughs> yeah, definitely gonna be a hot topic for <laughs> for people out there searching for names that they could possibly count on in week sixteen. Um I guess some names, you know, that might be out there, Jared Goff potentially. I'm not sure what his roster rate is right now, but should be around fifty percent probably. Derek Carr against Pittsburgh, uh, Brock Purdy against Washington, Daniel Jones plays Minnesota, Russell Wilson <laughs> against the Rams, No, maybe Sam Darnold against Detroit. I mean, those are the names that, that you're going to have to mess with uh, unless, of course, you're able to pick up Minshew, um, you know, playing the Cowboys, but that's a tough matchup. Um so I guess out of those names, like, is I mean, there one that sticks out to you? Oh, it's it's Jared Goff, and it's not even a question. Like, in terms of what he's done for most of the season, the explosiveness of that offense, that's my, by far the first person I'm going after. And he is the highest rostered. He's at 51% rostered. Yeah, I would agree with so, that. Jared Goff is solid. Gardner Minshew, though, it's totally a risk, but man, it, it's not the worst risk he could be taking. The last two games he started, he did have two touchdowns. Nice little floor, 15 points. It's not the worst quarterback he could be starting in replacement of Jalen Hurts. If your team is already strong, 15 points from your quarterback is not going to hold you back. 
So if we eliminate Goff from the options for those people that, you know, that's not available to them. Um, Gardner Minshew. I guess who's next? Gardner Minshew, you think, over Daniel Jones? I was thinking maybe Daniel Jones against Minnesota just because they've been bad against the against quarterbacks, but he has a little bit of rushing upside, but still he hasn't been super consistent this year. Yeah, honestly, I think I would go with Minshew as well. I'll take the wild card. Um, in his final yeah. start last year in Week 18, it was against Dallas, and Dallas's defense was just good last year as it has been this year. And he gave you, like Trey said, a decent floor. He gave you 15 points. And, you know, you take away the one, the one interception, and he basically has the exact same stat line he did in his earlier start that year. Um, I will throw this part out there, too. Um, Garner Minshew is going to be playing for something this weekend with the start. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of everyone knows that he Mike Leach recently passed, and he was the reason that Garner Minshew is even in the NFL. He credits him solely for that. He said that, if it wasn't for a single call from Mike Leach, he would be on the Alabama sideline right now as a coach, getting his ass ripped daily by Nick Saban. <laughs> so, I mean, he's in the NFL because of Mike Leach. He they interviewed him after he passed, and he was legitimately crying um, in this interview. And so, he has somebody to play for, and something to play for. And as everyone knows, I mean, if you've seen Gardner Minshew play at all, he's as passionate as they come. And so I think that could be something that really drives him to pl- perform extremely well. Thank you for he? driving at home. <laughs> <laughs> He's more than capable, man. I'm telling you, this is one of the backups. It's like, he'll be like Ryan Fitzpatrick in our generation. Like, I think he'll stick around for a long time if he doesn't get a good starting. I could see that. Starting setup. He's going to be relevant for a long time. Hey, man, let's bring back Minchu Mania. All right. It's been dormant for a little bit. Need more mullets in the NFL. So in his last two starts, going back to last year, he played the Jets, put up 17 fantasy points, and then he played Dallas the last week, um, week 18, and put up 15. Ah, gosh. (laughs) I mean, I I get the whole sentiment that he's going to be playing for more, but do you think he does more than than his last two showings? Only one turnover. Four touchdowns. True. That's really, especially at this point in the season, if you're looking for a backup quarterback, you could definitely be in a way worse position. And it should also be added that this is a much more explosive offense this year than it was last year with the addition of A.J. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, so what? Points proven, dude. What else are you going to say? (laughs) And Devonta Smith's playing a lot better, too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think um, Godair is supposed to be back and healthy, but oh, really? He's uh, still on IR. Um, no, he's already been ruled. Out. He's already been ruled out for Week 15. This whole offense is taking a step forward. Oh shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what he does and if he's back for Week 16. But anyways, he he does have more weapons and obviously a better functioning team around around him so i mean everything's there for him to have a good game but man that's that's tough if you're riding riding jalen hurts all season i mean it's been uh it's been pretty easy having him um at the helm for your team so it's tough it's this is worst case scenario for sure well basically what we're saying though is like if you've been riding him all season quarterbacks are probably thin if you're in a competitive league 
So you're either looking at Jared Goff if he is available, maybe Derek Carr. I didn't look. What's his percentage wise right now? Like Derek Carr, it, uh, it, it's got to be pretty low. Uh, it's a little bit lower than Daniel Jones. It's, well, it's forty nine percent actually, which might be the same. So, decently rostered quarterbacks. If you can't find them, you're taking a flyer at that point. It's like either Gardner Minshew or who's the Texans quarterback? Dris- Jeff Driscoll. Like, well, I mean, come on. If he, I mean, it's a rotating door down there right now between Driscoll and Davis Mills and whoever Mills, the other kid yeah. that they had there at one point. I'm in on Minshew, man. If it's if you're struggling at quarterback and you can't pick out nobody, it's it's not the worst play. Yeah. Who knows? He could win you a championship. A little Minshew magic in that mustache. Um, all right, let's get into the waiver wires. Those are all the pretty big injuries. Um, not a ton here. A little slim for sure. I mean, I think most most of the scramble this week is going to be Jalen Hurts owners trying to fill the void. Um, outside of that, I mean, it's pretty pretty slim pickings. But uh, we'll go through some names that could be potentially useful for your for your roster uh, for these last couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah. All right. Um, first names on the list here, some running backs, Zach Moss, Dion Jackson, uh, Moss is rostered in 4%. Jackson rostered in 8%. Um, yes, Zach Moss is on the Indianapolis Colts in case you're wondering, (laughs) (laughs) um, after Jonathan Taylor went down, Moss, um, had 24 carries for 81 yards, best game of his career and running back Dion Jackson, um, should likely take up the receiving workload, but Moss could be an interesting RB two if he does get a similar workload next week. What are you guys' thoughts on the Colts' backfield? I thought it was interesting once JT went down. They still ran the ball thirty-seven times between Deion Jackson and Zach Moss. Hey, have you seen Matt Ryan throw the ball? I've, yeah, I've been talking <laughs> for years. <laughs> I, would, I would run it every play too. Matt Ryan's not that guy, but you know they gave Zach Moss 24 carries for 81 yards, pretty low yards per carry with 3.3, but still respectable. And he got a way more snap or way higher snap percentage than Deion Jackson. Zach Moss played 67% of snaps. Deion Jackson played 32% of snaps. It seems to me that Zach Moss is a guy to look at looking forward. Deion Jackson is probably going to receive the ball more. But his best game of the year, he had 10 targets, 10 catches, which is impressive. But other than that, we're talking about five, six games where he hasn't even gotten a target when he does play the game. And I know Jonathan Taylor was emerging as a receiving threat. But Deion Jackson, to me, doesn't seem too much of a threat to Zach Moss. Zach Moss is the person I want on this team. Man, I'd see, for me, it's risky. Zach Moss, like Deion Jackson, in the couple games he's played this year, has done more with those two games than Zach Moss has in his like career. So, <laughs> um, it's just, it's a little dicey for me. I, I understand like the Zach Moss sentiment for sure. I mean, he looked like the like the lead guy there, um, but I haven't seen him do anything like positive in, I think like a year and a half. It seems it feels like you know, and we've seen Deion Jackson do it earlier this year on the same team. 
So I personally would lean towards Dion. I think it's more maybe it's recency bias towards what I've seen from him this season, not just what happened in last week. Um, but with that being said, you could I think there's a potential that you could see them both be flex-worthy plays. They are playing the Chargers, who are one of the worst teams against running backs on the season. They gave up 24 points a game. And if they're doing that, again, you know, and the Colts are wanting to run the ball 30 or 35 times a game, there is work there for both of them to have good get, good days. Well, weren't those gains by Deion Jackson before Zach Moss was in the picture? Yeah, those gains where you talk about, you know, he yes. gains better than Zach Moss being there. So obviously they see something. Yeah, agreed. It's just, I don't know. I, I've seen Zach Moss run the ball enough times, and Deion Jackson looks like the better running back. Even though he had more carries and more yards, Zach Moss did in the last week. Just when I see them play, and as a football player, I'm seeing like film, it looks like Deion Jackson's the better player. This is coming from the Zach Moss truther as well. <laughs> yeah, I was I'll a say. big Zach Moss fan. <laughs> You're on that bus. I was for a little too long, <laughs> dude, I, I, dude. By the time by the time I jumped off, I Fucked was around. driving. Fucking around, fell asleep, and missed your shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to pile onto that, as I was going to say, it's ironic this week because you might be right now, but it's also from the guy that loved Tyler Algier from the way he was running the ball. It wasn't getting as much looks as he should have gotten. So it, it, there's a difference Tyler between like, how also they a better look. running back than Zach Moss. Different situation. Different situation. Situation. All right. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it could be could be plug and play. Definitely risky. Um, hundred percent risky. But um, if you're desperate at running back, there's opportunity there, right? And that's like the number one thing you're looking for out of fantasy, especially for your running backs. Is is there going to be an opportunity where they can, you know, be that guy in this game? Yo, is anyone really not desperate at running back? Even if you have two solid running backs going in the playoffs, you got to have a solid. I guess I'm not a solid backup, but someone you can have in your bench that you would hope would get the ball a good amount of time. Yeah, it's it's so weird because like at this point, you're looking at just your starters. You're not worried about long-term depth at this point, right? You're looking to win this week and this week only. And so picking up a guy who you know is going to be on your bench isn't sure. You still go for him if you, you know, just in case an injury happens someplace else for the following week. But I mean, I don't think most people are picking up waiver wires to throw into their lineup for this week. They probably already have their lineups pretty much set. Oh, yeah. You just got to beef up your backups just in case someone does get hurt, which we're at the point in the season where people do get hurt You know, towards the end of the year. Might as well. Zach Moss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another running back on the list, Tyler Algier. He's rostered in 36% of leagues. Um We've been talking about him, and his time might be here now that Huntley is out of the picture uh, with a season-ending injury, and Algier had a career-high 17 carries for 139 yards. Cordell, he's still in the picture, but um, he's he had 15 total touches last week, so he's not the you know sole contributor there in the backfield anymore, like much like he was in the beginning of the season. So, some opportunity here for Tyler's Algier. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it earlier. I still see this being pretty close to a 50-50 backfield. Um, I love the way Algier runs the ball. I, he obviously had a very good game, but I don't want 
to immediately think that he's going to immediately come in and significantly significantly out-touch Cordell Patterson. And honestly, the Caleb Huntley injury doesn't make that big of a difference. If you look since Cordell's come back, Huntley's had five touches, one touch, one touch, four touch, one touch. Like in the games that Patterson's back, he's been playing such a small role in this offense that he's not eating into any of their, their carries either way. So I don't see that making any difference in the offense going forward. Yeah, you're pretty convincing. And like his last stat line, Tyler Algier, his last stat line last week is a little misconceiving because he has had games where he's flirted with around you know 15, 16 touches, but he hasn't got the, he hasn't had the yards per carry all year. But in the last four games, the least amount of yards per carry he does have is four point nine. So maybe he's coming along real slow. And it's it's not a bad play, Tyler. Tyler's Algier. <laughs> yeah again like i i think it's still gonna be pretty close to 50 50 split and so it still makes it a little dicey to be able to play either one of them confidently especially against the matchup in baltimore a uh, little um kind of theme of this week is it's like there's guys you can pick up on waivers but it's more for next week if you think you're gonna make it to the championship week and you're not confident in your guys and you somehow do make it to it tyler algier is someone who does look pretty enticing because uh you know this week they play the ravens but next week they play the cardinals who are a little more weak against the run and you could say the same thing about um was it zach moss i believe in that they play the uh the jaguars during championship week uh, double check real quick uh no the giants who aren't very good against run either Okay, well, either way, there we go. <laughs> Solid it's, points. It's it's hard to explain, but basically every running back we're talking about this week, they, they play a pretty good, uh, a tough defense. But in Week 17, the defenses are much more forgiving. Definitely more like long-term plays if you're trying to win a championship. That's big brain right there. Or I guess short-term. Big brain moves. Next week. M- mid-brain because it's fucking <laughs> it's next week <laughs> um another couple of running backs on the list royce freeman dair ogun Wale. it's a tough one uh zero percent three percent is dare as well but is is dare that's what he said that's not what he said i know that's why i corrected him what did i say Dairy. He said Dyer. Oh. <laughs> Both of you are just, you have your, your terms are revoked for pronouncing <laughs> foreign names. Hey, I pronounced his name correctly the first time anyways. I forgot the way James said it because I just knew it was wrong. Oh, man. The Dairy Cow. Available on Waver Wire. Right <laughs> okay, now. you're going to come at us? Anyways. Did you just click? Are you speaking clicking um, language? Okay, jeez. Like, you, you can't type You can't type clicks. That's Trey, by the okay. way. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? It was Tyler. Get uh, the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't put that evil on me. Okay, canceled. Uh, Freeman led this backfield <laughs> with 11 carries and 51 yards, while Derry, the Derry cow, had three carries for 37 <laughs> <Damn it>. yards. <laughs> um, Houston. Well, like, what the fuck? 
Houston will will like approach. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna have to read that. I don't know what the hell you're writing. Will likely approach a hot hand. Yeah, sorry, I put like likely it's gonna be a hot hand approach. They have those two guys they're fucking with right now, so they whoever's doing good in the game is who they're gonna roll with. Houston will likely approach a hot hand approach. (laughs) 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 All right, man. (laughs) And this is why you proofread. Um, yeah, so I guess, I don't know, man, I, I'm off that, that train there, the dairy cow bus, but if you guys want it, I mean, would you guys pick either of those guys up? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Not going to? No. Okay. It's all yours, man. Would would you? All the dairy. Well, first of all, I'm dairy free. I started drinking milk. Because it gave me sinus issues, but uh, <laughs> this is the squad I was talking about. Because this week they play the Titans, who are very strong against the run. Next week they play the Jaguars, who are pretty leaky against the run. And this is one of those kind of longer term plays you can get at. And I am on the Royce Freeman side. Dario Mawale produces more when he gets the ball, but it seems like they did like Royce Freeman more. It's so hard to predict at this point, but I didn't even know Royce Freeman was still in the league. I I would have been able to tell you he was on the Texans. That's for <laughs> damn sure. But he's been around, and as a, the Raiders guy on this podcast, I've seen Royce Freeman a bunch because he used to play for the Broncos. Very strong runner, not really a receiving guy. He's not going to be out there on third downs. But if they're trying to run the ball, which the Texans do quite a bit, it, it's not the absolute worst play. Eight points. Royce Freeman, yes or no? No. no. I just I think it's still a stretch. Um to even be fantasy it even be like flex relevant. This whole fucking episode is like a total <laughs> stretch. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I mean yeah, if, I okay, mean, if, if we're talking about it like the guys I would have some kind of interest in would be Deion Jackson and Algier. If, if if available, and everyone else I can basically ignore. I know we're talking about them because like some people might need to be there, but I just don't see that much value in any of the in much of the waiver wire this week. Royce Freeman twenty points championship week. I'm kidding, <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Trey's already uh, called, already stamping a start of the week for for week seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I wouldn't go that deep. But yeah, it's a very deep play, but it's it's someone definitely worth looking at if you're in a deeper league and you need to find somebody. All right. Uh, Noah Brown rostered in 5% of leagues, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, in the last two weeks, Brown has posted 14 targets, 10 receptions, 134 yards, and two tuds. Uh, seems to be taking over the wide receiver two role for Dallas. Gallup only had two targets last week. They do face Philly, which is a tough defense, um, but he has a great matchup against Tennessee in Week 17. I'm talking about a theme here. I Not told you, it's backs. seriously, like maybe it's just me the way I wrote it up, but like every everyone we're talking about, it's a rough week this week. But next week, kind of got to look to the future. And honestly, even this week, they do go against Philadelphia, and they are a tough defense. But if you're the wide receiver two for Dallas. And they'll likely be 
Maybe they won't be because Jalen Hurts isn't playing the game. But yeah, yeah, now I'm I'm cycling back. <laughs> I mean, okay, so we put it this way: Noah Brown was the wide receiver two back when they played Philadelphia the first time because Michael Gallup was still out, and he had three targets, one catch, ten yards. Okay, now that was like he's, been, he's been getting more involved though. He he's has been, and, and more involved. It should be said too that was back in week six, and Dak Prescott was not playing. That was Cooper. Yeah, yeah, it was Cooper. Rush. It was Cooper Rush. So that should also be stated. But with you know Gardner Mitchell starting the game, this could be one of those grinded out games. You know, both teams approach the ground game pretty heavily. Tony Pollard's been back getting it done. We know that the Eagles are very good at rushing the ball. So, ah, except for that. <laughs> so Trey just laid out every reason you shouldn't pick up Noah Brown. <laughs> he he's more of like a pick him up right. this week and see what happens and maybe he's worthy in week 17 for the championship but you're I'm probably if you're in the championship you're probably not going to have to rely on Noah Brown in week 17 but weirder things have happened you never know injuries all that shit so it's a good strategy to look ahead always. You know, you shouldn't just be doing this in the playoffs. It should be all season long. That's how you get guys for, you know, a much better value than you would be paying for when they blow up, you know, or someone or the guy in front of them goes down. So definitely, if anything, it's a good strategy to keep in mind moving forward and for next year. This is the week 17 waiver wire episode, apparently, because none, <laughs> none of these guys fucking matter this week. <laughs> we'll just copy and paste it to next week's doc. All good. Yeah. Uh, we might be talking about the same shit next week. I hope not, but fuck. It seems like it, it is what it is. Um, Khalil Herbert rostered in 35% of leagues. Uh, Herbert is eligible to return in week 16, but hasn't been officially activated yet he's the bane of everything i love about dave montgomery fuck him for coming back so early but uh kudos to him at the same time you know in the what the 10 games he played he had five fantasy relevant games kind of like a poor man's tony pollard when he gets the opportunity he definitely takes advantage of it and absolutely kills it I don't see it happening this week, but once again, maybe next week. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's playing. That's the thing. He's, he comes back and he immediately gets to go against Buffalo. So that can be tough as well. And it should be noticed, too, like those five games you're talking about, only two of those games came when Montgomery was down and, and you know, Herbert got the start. So as a backup running back, he's had three games this season where he was very much fantasy relevant, which you can't say that a lot about most backup running backs that didn't start the game oh yeah that's kind of what i was getting at it's like you know it's kind of the same with tony pollard even if zeke's healthy if pollard gets a good amount of work he definitely makes it worth it yeah i mean shit man that offense at this point it's like 1a and 1b in dallas it's not even like a there's not even like an rb1 and rb2 there anymore r.i.p to zeke Um, the last guy on the list, Marquise Goodwin, he's rostered in 5% of leagues. So he's been more involved in the offense, even with Tyler Lockett and Metcalf there. 
But if Tyler Lockett misses this week, then Goodwin should see a solid amount of targets. And he's he's proven twice already that, um, that he can take advantage of getting extra playing time and be an explosive weapon still uh, for the Seahawks. Uh, his most notable game was when DK was out for week seven and he scored two touchdowns on 67 yards. Yeah, we talked about him a couple times. And I feel like Tyler can really address this uh, better than I could. Yeah, I mean, and he, so I mean, when DK was out, out, he really stepped into that role to take over the number two spot. But even more recently, in the last two weeks with Tyler Lockett playing most of the game last week and fully healthy the week before, and DK obviously has been there, he's gotten 11 targets as basically the wide receiver three. So he, the fact that he's getting a better rapport, Gino, and now he's going to basically play the entire game next week against a very good matchup in Kansas City. I mean, he's one of those guys that, like, out of all the guys we've talked about, especially at the wide receiver position, he's actually one of those guys that could be a very sneaky flex play this week. Might be the best waiver guy we're talking about this week. Is that far-fetched? No, I don't think it is, actually. (laughs) Not a lot of competition, so, I mean, (laughs) he's got a good shot at it. Well, Gino's good. You know, he's proven himself to be very consistent. Someone else has to catch the ball besides DK, right? Yeah. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, um, I think that'll do it for this waiver wire episode, short and sweet. Uh, But we are in the depths of it. The second round of the fantasy football playoffs. We lost Jalen Hurts. R.I.P. (laughs) He's Uh, in the hearse. He is now currently in the hearse, and so are all our fantasy hopes and dreams. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's mine are in one league. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not fun, but you know that's what happens when uh, you get the first round by, and then you play Tyler Big Herbie Herbach in the second round. He just gets you know a gift from a uh, gift from God. So. Fantasy well, gods. the fantasy gods, which are more important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was referring to. But we'll fight. We'll fight till the end, boys. So um, get your waivers in. Don't forget. Don't fall asleep on the couch like Trey does and forget. Um, <laughs> if you Fuck have any off, questions, <laughs> if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at the FF Fathers. We'd be happy to answer your questions there. Um, and we will see you guys later this week for our starts of the week and matchup episodes. Sayonara. Adios, muchachos.